Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. That's a really interesting point. Andy. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> no, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. Mister.comer on weei.com. Welcome back. Another edition of the Off Day Podcast. Uh, this is a short week, but not really a short week in terms of news. Could be a long podcast, I feel like. we got a lot to get to. Where do you want to start? Start with Ben Watson. Gone. Not coming back. Uh, Bill Belichick left the door ajar just a little bit. Now, I don't think there's much chance, but you do pose the possibility. And we talked about this, I think, on one of our podcasts, or maybe not, but the idea that is there any way that this was a contract move to not guarantee his salary? The old, old idea where if you're on the roster week one, your salary as a vested veteran becomes guaranteed. This is sort of his week one. If he be good, blah blah blah. So I don't think that's it. I think they decided that he wasn't much of an upgrade over what they have. Not going to really inject that much life, and they'd rather have the two million dollars in cap space, which is a necessity because, as you've pointed out many times, including your column that got you um, a lot of attention, the what Antonio Brown cost them money. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. That had I was going to say, a, a lot of columns recently have gotten me. It's long, right. Long-lasting effects, and this is one of them because he's on the cap for $4.5 million or this whatever This year and next year. Right. Well, next year you can kind of figure out as you go, but the here and the now, you know, Jason LaConfora reports over the weekend. That, Expert. Yeah-ish. Um, that they are laying the foundation, maybe some trades, A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert. Now, Tyler Eifert costs nothing. You could go get him. But A.J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs, those guys cost money. They're all in the half, you know, they're, they're all like $10 million guys. So even if you prorate it to a half, you're talking about $5 million potential cap space needed. And they were at a million and change. Now yeah, one seven, I million, think. So they're up over $3 million. Maybe they're just lining the coffers for a potential run at somebody that could impact the offense. But I will say, you and I were both minutes ago in the same room with Tom Brady. Yep. And he seemed not overly thrilled that Ben Watson's not part of the team. No, it was pretty tough, was his words. And then when he was asked about the young tight ends, who Bill Belichick had talked about earlier in the morning, saying, you know, they've done enough, we want to keep working with them. We want to work with them more, which is always something he says when they have a guy on the roster. We want to keep working, see, see where it goes. Brady basically said they're trying. They're trying hard. Really? That's, they're competing. That's they are competing and they are trying hard. But it, didn't, it wasn't exactly a glowing um, analysis of what they've brought. Why is he doing this? Why is who doing what? Why is Brady acting like this about everything? This last week was the younger receivers. This year it's a tight end. I mean, well, this week it's tight ends. Looking at his words too closely. I don't he also think so. brought up the fact, but that we aren't though. When he, you know, when somebody referenced that he said he wasn't a spring chicken, he was like, "Geez, I was just kidding." He was I not. I was. I was there. He was not kidding. What do you mean? He was not kidding when he said that. It's a joke. He was. De- I don't think you can say that phrase seriously. Like I'm not a spring chicken anymore. It's kind of a joke. Nobody laughed. Well, that's because you guys are all humorless dinks. We'll get into that later, the rest of the media core being humorless dinks. But um, let's stick with the here and the now in the tight end position. Um, I think some people were stunned. I don't think you and I were because no. along the way, there were signs that this was a real possibility. There were signs even during the summer. I didn't think he looked all that great. Like, he was moving well for a 38-year-old guy, but he well, put— then, by the way, if they knew in the summer they weren't bringing him back, because I was going with nope. the Antonio Brown issue. Go ahead. If they knew in the summer they weren't bringing him back, then this is a jerk move, and I'd be mad if I were uh, Ben Watson, too, because in the summer— if you cut me in August before I'm suspended, I have a chance to move my family back to wherever the hell they went to school I last think, year. I know. That's an issue. I he think, alluded to Ben Watson alluded to that in his tweet about God and some other things and giving his best and then the family support. He moved his family here. 
And so they're in school all, there's a million. Seven. Eight, seven of them, eight of them, however many are in school age. Um, if the Patriots knew they weren't bringing him back, they should have told him in August and let him move back to wherever the hell he wanted to be. But that goes into the reason why he wasn't just released last week when he was suspension was over, because I think they kept him around just in case Matt Lacoste or Ryan Izzo got hurt. Sunday against the Redskins. I think that would have happened. Because well, if the money is what matters to you, then Matt Lacoste's minor role you're not going to fill. Or maybe it was they dollars. wanted to see another week of Matt Lacoste and Ryan Izzo to see if they could get by. They I mean, they they, they, clear, they clearly you know tried to force Most feed them both. Game. Yeah. Touchdown for Ryan Izzo. As Bill said, he fair caught it in the end zone because he was so wide they open. went from four catches on the year to now seven through five games. It's almost doubling their production. Not great, though. And went from zero touchdowns to one, which is like an infinite growth. I, I think the the move probably has more to do with what we talked about before the cap space. It's money. It's all money. It's That's all money. I'm related. not sure if he got hurt. If one of those guys got hurt, if he would have even still been signed, I think, which probably would have stunned people even more in your little back room that you sit in and probably stunned Christian Fourier and others more because Fourier was all in yesterday. That he was was all in from Sunday, Monday. What do you you say? No chance he's not activated by four o'clock. It was a bit of a double negative. But yes, he he thought it was a lock that Watson was going to be activated. And Bill said, I don't have a roster spot, which, of course, you, you could create a roster spot in a number of ways, Bill. I got one take on that that I'll get to later on, on that. Oh, he's saving it. Okay. So what else we got? Tight end position Spe- elsewhere? Speaking of tight ends. Sadly, Rob Gronkowski. sign that Gronk may not be coming back. Another uh, check mark in the Hannibal column for being right. You and, you and Dale Arnold. Batlin. Rob Gronkowski will be doing uh, some analyzing of football on Fox beginning Thursday night for Patriots Giants. I look forward to that. I know you blogged it. Um. Did you happen to actually read the quote that it was sure attributed did. to him? <laughs> I can. I always think those quotes are fake. This is a hundred percent fake. The things he said in there. Whoever this PR person is for Fox, can we at least make it somewhat believable, somewhat realistic? I am extremely excited to be joining Fox Sports. That's re- that's reasonable. That could be true. For the past twenty-five years, <clears throat> they've offered viewers top-notch NFL programming from the field to the booth to the studio. Their deep, talented roster is unmatched, which is which was important for me as I embark on this new chapter in my life because I'll be able to learn from the best in the business. What a joke! How many times in, in his life has he ever used the word embark? Never. He's probably never know what it means. No. See them trees over there? Got embark on it. <laughs> like that I is think- the worst. Quote I've ever seen. A they would have been better off just like writing it how Gronk would this talk. This is awesome. Right. Super excited to right. join Fox. Howie Long, he's got a sweet flat top. Right. That would have been a much better. And by the way, would have gotten them a lot more attention. That's what I was saying too. This That's is PR generic crap 101 that no one cares about because it's not believable in any way. Bad but look. I do think there is a little bit of a chance. I mean, if he's joining Fox on October 10th. 10th. Is he really leaving Fox on November 7th to rejoin the Patriots? I know guys have come out of retirement. Yeah. But um, why would you do that? If you had any inclination that you're joining the Patriots in a month or in a couple weeks or wherever it is, I don't think you would do that. So what you're saying is you were wrong? I am sadly wrong. At least least you're admitting it. Sadly, sad. uh, You know who else is sad? Dale? No, Tom Brady. Oh, yes. Because he didn't know Gronk was getting this job. I noticed this when he was talking – as the press conference went on, he his tone of voice was much lower during that response to any other question. Well, he even did the so yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, like oh. guess that means he's not coming back here. Guess anymore, those huh? texts I were sending. He's like me. Yeah, he's now resigned to the fact that these are my tight ends who are trying and are competitive, and we don't have Watson and we don't have Gronk. 
Um, I, I thought that was interesting. I, I'm intrigued to see what Gronk does on TV, just from that angle. I don't think he's going to be very good. I don't know. I if think you that, try to force him to be an analyst, well, that's, to be in that's the traditional the thing. sense, then just don't. He's going to need his own segments, like, off Let to him himself. Go. Like, he can't sit up there right. with Terry Bradshaw and, you know, all those other people. You have to let Gronk be Gronk. If you try to package Gronk into what you think TV is, it won't work. He has to sort of steer the conversation in Gronk way, and I think that will be entertaining, and that could be, if they do it that way, that could be valuable to them. So that's something to watch. Yes. We won't be able to watch, though. We'll be here at Gillette Stadium. But we might see him. Do they do that out on the, uh, is that what they're building? The, the Yeah, they do. Little well, set out here if, and everything? We don't know what his role is, but that's maybe. True. Maybe he gets to do it from, like, Miami. Yeah, we don't know if we, because I think they do it from, like, New York City. Yeah, but it'll be worth watching. Okay, another sure. guy in the media, there's millions of them, as Brady said. The Half the media that you think is against you is actually expatriates players, so they're not against you, everyone. Right. Um, what else you got? Ready for um, to fight anybody? Just wondering. You want to get into your Josh Gordon column from today? Yep. Um, so what was the headline? Time for Josh Gordon to prove his worth. Seems pretty innocuous to me. And everybody got their panties in a bunch, most notably some media members, including apparently Doug Kide who tweeted out early this morning, retweeted the WEEI tweet of my story, oh, uh, too early in the morning for a hot take of the day to be this early or whatever the crap was. Why is it a hot take? Why don't you explain that to me? You sit in that back room with all those touchdown twins for much of your day, wondering why that's a hot take exactly. Why an opinion? Now, that could be it. Most of them don't have opinions, so maybe now they don't re- they're not familiar with what opinions are. But why is that a hot take? I don't believe what you said was a hot take. I think it was actually pretty fair, pretty straightforward. Balanced. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I read your piece, your column. And by the way, I have no problem taking cheap shots at him from afar when he could have, if he wanted to, added me in the tweet and he chose not to. Somebody else had to bring it to my attention, so he's th- welcome on the podcast anytime. I think too. in your in your column, you sort of made a reference that at the beginning of training camp, you said that he was going to be one of the best receivers in the NFL returned, and transform the entire offense stories, to the best. And I believe Nesson may have been one of them that Gordon's return gave Brady one of the better receiving cores in the NFL, one of the better groups he's had. I did radio with our guy, Rich Keefe, and he said, you're adding one of the best receivers in the NFL, to which I immediately called him out, and we did a whole list rundown, and he realized he's not one of the best receivers in the NFL. There's a ton of guys that are better than him in the NFL. But the reality is Josh Gordon faces expectations. People still think... The Deron Harmon interview I did on Dale and Keefe when mm-hmm. he said, There's, you know, he got all excited. There's things he can do that no one else can do. He's just uncoverable. Well, where is that guy? Because I haven't seen that guy see, this year. I didn't really see him I'm, last year. I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't think that I'll he's... Get off the fence and have an opinion. He needs to be better than what okay. he's been. There's Let's no, see, there's no question. is going to miss the Giants game in all likelihood with a hamstring injury. Julian Edelman is gutting through ribs, chest, whatever it is. I would say, doing. honestly, if Phil Thorsett was going to play Thursday night... Julian Edelman probably would not. Correct. But you're probably going to have to force Edelman out there. To me, it's just time. And I know Gordon is or isn't injured. He has this knee injury that is on the injury report. It limits him. Then he comes off the injury report late in the week. He's back on on the the fictional injury report leading up into the Giants game when they didn't practice on Monday. But I don't think he's hurt. I think he's out there. He's playing. I got to hold him to it. And I'm not talking about one week. I'm not talking about two weeks. I think this goes back three or four weeks where I think he's looked gassed. Yeah, by the numbers. 
by the numbers, his his catch rate is down, I think, 4 or 5% from last year. Then his yards per catch are down 4 or 5 per reception. So he hasn't been as productive as he was last year, which is why I sort of agree with what you said. There's nothing wrong with saying he needs to be better than he has been. He needs to prove his worth as being the – not, I'm not saying he needs to be the number one receiver. He needs to be – the number two receiver. Well, they don't have number one receivers here. He explained that in the locker room. I threw that quote in there for the uh, purposes of the story. But I, I don't know why. To me, I said this to you. Even when I tweeted out on Sunday, when Brady threw the deep ball to him, he was wide open. It was an overthrow. But I thought Gordon made showed no ability to go get the football like these deep guys do. And immediately people said, oh, oh an overthrow, a bad overthrow by Brady is his fault. And I found it weird that they immediately jumped to his defense and threw Brady under the bus for a bad ball. I don't know if it's because of his off-field issues that he's become sort of this sympathetic figure that you're not allowed to criticize. He's a fan favorite. He's turned into a fan favorite. Okay, why? Brady should be a fan favorite, too. Not the way he's been talking lately. Wow. Save that for later in the podcast. Um, But apparently, if you criticize Josh Gordon at all, whether... And by the way, I do laugh that everyone I've come across, talked to, says, oh, yeah, no, that's right. He's slow. He hasn't done much. He does need to step up. They need him to do more. But they do need the you, they do need him to do more is where I think that you're not wrong at all. They Damn. need they need more from Josh Gordon to prove his worth. I that could be too, who Tom Brady's been talking about the last couple of weeks. Certainly could that, be. I left that angle out of it because I thought that was too speculative. But if I'm doing a four hour radio show, I'd be talking about that. I'd be delving into. Well, that I think it was bit. last week with Jim Gray. He said our veteran players on offense need to do more. Basically, a paraphrasing, right. but that's what he said. Right. And it was sort of a mystery who he's talking to. Whether it was it's not Edelman, so let's remove Edelman. Okay. Could it be Shaq Mason? Could, could it be, be Shaq Mason? Joe I don't Tooney. Think it's the tight ends because they're, they're both pretty young. Right. They're pretty unproven guys. So if you're looking at receivers, Gordon Dorsett are veterans, certainly. Right. And so that's where you could go from there. I don't know. I just I kind of like that everybody's all. Hot and bothered by your it's good for clicks. It was it was well received on the internet. Kind of like you, yes. And you did your. Uh, they deserve to lose. Yeah, glad that we've moved past that. Well, I also think there's probably a chance, and I don't know if Doug read it or didn't read it. If he just reacted to a, a headline, it's uh, possible. There's a lot of people that don't read and comment, which is part of the problem in this world today. When you just react to tweets. headlines and tweets, yeah, I, f- I fell I fell into that trap a couple weeks ago. You certainly did. So I don't know. Okay, I got that off my chest. What else we got? What else we got? Um, want to get into the game at all? Ooh, not really. I mean, what game? Well, I, this is going to be an ugly. This is going to be an ugly game Thursday night. Daniel Jones. That's something to look forward but to. But that's it. Who's he throwing to? Uh, nobody. Right. Golden Tate, I guess. Is Ingram not playing? Nope. Ugh. According to Shafter, nope. No Ingram. Barkley. No Shepard. No Barkley. Shepherd. No uh, Wayne Galman. Notice, by the way, Bill. Included all those people who aren't going to play in the list of people that are like impressive for the Giants. Well, he said that they're preparing for them like they're going to play until they're ruled inactive. Yeah, they're not. That's what they did last week. Apparently, apparently they prepared for the Redskins to have tight ends and then were stunned when they had. Yeah, no that was tight the ends. first time like I've really heard Bill recently like admit that he was wrong. Right. On multiple occasions did, about the having twelve yeah. men on the field and then today, how I, I really was surprised it came out the ten personnel. Well, they didn't have any tight ends. What do you want to come out? With? I know. I, like make weird. A tackle a tight end for the game. And weird come out to make you happy um no for this game it's daniel jones and not much else if you're looking from a fan perspective but then from the patriots perspective i don't think that they are showing any signs of being able to put up 30 points well no i mean they it's gonna have, be a grind out talked about it grinding out themselves offensively with with personnel i mean no, what it could be is another game like last week where you're trying to get the tight ends and but you feel pretty comfortable you're gonna win the game it's a short week you're the better team the other team is you're more better injured coach. than you are you're yeah. better all that and 
you saw last week where we're going to break our tendencies. We're going to break our trends. We're going to throw to Sony Michelle. We're going to throw to the tight ends. That was the passing game early on. Was forcing. It I would imagine the scheme plan is going to be very similar to the second half. Pound Sony Michelle. Try to get a lot of yards in the ground, set up third and short, then maybe so. third of the tight ends. I'd like to see him start to run the ball with some more regularity. I, think I mean, everybody that's too. Brady on um, the Greg Hill show said how much better the offense is when they can run the ball. Well, that's obvious. Well, yeah, but okay. And I guess go back to the Redskins game. Why did they come out in the first half and throw the ball 31 times? I do not know, unless it was just to break trends. I know like a lot of people think they were trying to just tire the Redskins out. Um, I think they were working on stuff personally so do I. I think they thought so little of the redskins that they were working on stuff with sony michelle with the tight ends trying to get it going because the way they that, were in a dog fight 12 7 the way that josh gordon was talking after the game it seemed like that they like completely just shook up the game plan at the half right. and just threw everything out the window i don't think it was a great game plan i i expected them to run the ball in the beginning that's the what i would have done came into the game team. like averaging 4.5 yards a carry and a half yards a carry 150 yards a game it was a team you could run on and you proved later you could run on them and, oh, by the way, you want to get the running game going. And your game plan early on, in which you had Brady throwing 31 times, got him hit nine times and sacked four times and frustrated again and sort of dealing with the pressure. Yeah, let's get into Brady. Okay, let's get into Brady. Like, what, what do you got to say about Brady? He just, I don't understand. He's sort annoying of, you? Yeah, like, w- by pouting about this constantly. Like the, How do you know he's always pouting? Because every interview he gives... You guys gives, take everything too seriously. You dissect every word too but it's, much. But what are we supposed to do? They're 5-0. Five, they're five and oh. Okay, can I give a little aside to that? Yeah. Tom, part of the reason we have to dissect everything you say is because you say so very little. You're never available. You <laughs> give us three and a half minutes in a press conference once a week where you jerk us around. It could be on Wednesday. It could be and on Friday. you show Friday. up four hours early. So I think he has made the scarcity of his word brought value to his word everybody has right. to analyze everything it's great for us as a station on weei because his monday morning interview is must listen it becomes national news becomes blogs that get a ton of attention not just for us but everybody else that blogs it tweets it writes it but he has made his words scarce now some of that was post deflate gate he clearly took a more guarded approach with the media after deflate gate and he's talked a little bit about that that everybody's trying to get him and use him. But I do think if he were just simply more available, if he were just a guy in the locker room, just walking around, I'm not saying you have to do group media sessions every day. Right. But just be a guy, I think, would make him, there'd be less focus on everything he said and everything he but did. But also, I go back to his answer with the tight ends. Why couldn't he say, oh, Matt's been out there more lately. He's working hard. He seems to be learning the offense more. Look, look forward to what I could do in the future with him. Maybe like, he didn't have a great answer. But I feel like he's not perfect. He's but, just a man. But this is the first. This if I cut him, does he not bleed? But this isn't the first time that he's done this. This has been an ongoing thing this year where everything seems to be negative, even after the games. It's like. He's, well, it is interesting for a guy who says all he is is positive these days. Right. That's he hasn't what, been overly positive in certain areas. It's clearly he doesn't feel great about the offense. His and answer post-game about the offense. He paused for like 10 seconds because um, he was thinking of what well, to say. Yeah. Uh, let's just say it can be better. Right. Like, that was an interesting pause. And collect your thoughts, choose your words carefully. And I'm because not, people like you are going to jump on his words. But I'm not even saying that he's mad about Antonio Brown getting released. I'm just, this just goes to everything. Like I think he, he's frustrated. He's a perfectionist, you know. Right. He's a, an, a hyper-competitive perfectionist. And so when things aren't going great, he, he wears it on his sleeve to some extent. Do Now that we're on the topic of him, do you think some of the offensive struggles this year fall on him as a quarterback? Oh, oh, you're pointing at 12. Yes. Um, not really. 
the I mean, he's thrown two interceptions in the red zone back to back games. There's six, yeah, six. Ideal. Maybe Has he made four. mistakes? Yes, he's made mistakes. He's made more mistakes, bad mistakes, than he's made in the past. Uh, I don't know that to be true. I mean, if you want to fixate on just the two interceptions in the red zone, yes, he does not have a lot of low red zone. But even in the Bills game, I felt like he was sort of bailing on on plays earlier. That. That, when, when he's under pressure, he's always done that. Right. He's done that the bulk of his career. So now you're saying he's not that good over the bulk of his career. I would argue. Brady's very simple. If he has adequate play around him, he's really good. If he has great play around him, he's otherworldly. If he has poor play around him, he struggles like a human being. Okay. And the offensive line has not been good from all directions. Even by the well, way. this goes against him because Mr. Positive over here has said that the offensive line has been great. No problems with the pass protection has been it's great. A I think he said it's called a team lie. I don't know what you want to call it. I know. You want him to just say they suck. I'm getting my ass kicked back here. Can't wait for Isaiah when to get you back. You can't do that. A good teammate doesn't do that at any level, whether it's but, you but, flag football but that's or where the he, NFL. But that's where he's going. He's, he can't have it both ways. He's doing that with the offensive line, but he can't praise the receivers and the tight end. So what is it? Right. He hasn't criticized them. He, hasn't. he just hasn't praised them in the way. I also think he understands that the receivers like him have kind of a fun job. They run and catch the football. Yeah. There's nothing fun about offensive line play, getting chewed out by Scar five days a week to then bang heads 70 times on the fun day a week, right? Yep. So I think he understands how much work there is involved with playing offensive line and laying your body on and everything. That, so I do think he's over-the-top positive with those guys because it's not fun. It's not an easy position, whereas he and his receivers, are just they're just playing football. It's like Andrew Luck. Remember when he retired yep. and he said like he had so much fun last year because he just likes to go out and play football throwing the ball to his friends? Right. Well, that's what, to some degree, quarterbacks and receivers are. Yeah. Linemen, no one would choose to do that in their backyard with their buddies. Just bang heads and fire out of a stance and then do it again. Right? Probably so not. It's work to them. Right. And I think he, he respects the work they put in, even if the result, the performance right now, is not ideal. Uh, I, know, I know we talked about the defense a lot on the post-game podcast, but I wanted to hit on it a little bit more. Just how the number of players they've been using. Who brought that to your attention? Bill Belichick. I did, weeks ago, and gave you a good blog entry on oh, it. Oh, yeah, but, but then Bill Belichick brought up again today. Yes. By acknowledging they've used 20 players did on defense. Did you go defense. back and check that? No. Because I would be interested to see where his line of delineation is on the 20 players. He's probably right, though. Because a couple weeks ago, when I, I was breaking it down with you, I was looking at guys that had played, I think, 40% or more. And that's, more what, that's what I looked up. And then 25% or more, just to sort of get an idea. And he had 20 right on the tip well, of his Well, that kind of makes sense, though, because before the Bills game, they had 15 players playing at least 40% of the snaps or more on defense. So to just find six players that didn't do that, you could right. easily do that. Byron Coward. Um, How worked. Coward. Call him a coward. <laughs> Terrence Brooks. Um, sure. Like you could. He's he's probably right, and okay. that's a lot. And is it? Yes. That was asked of him in the press conference. Well, I know that because when I did out my thing, of course it's a lot. How many teams play two players at every position? It's almost two players at every position. Of course it's a freaking lot. Um, I know it's called a two deep depth chart. That's what it's actually called. But no one plays all two deep at every position. Yes. I don't know why I get fired up there. You're correct. But when I did my research, the Patriots you had the most players playing 40% or more of the snaps. In the NFL? Yes. Yeah. You know why? Because they're so deep and talented. They have a lot of good, talented players. And he poo-pooed this idea, but this question was sort of posed about management. They do have players in, we've talked about it, Jamie Collins. Yeah, you'd like to manage him. Right. 
Dante Hightower. Dante Hightower. I mean, veteran players that if you have the bodies to manage it, you're going to manage it more than well, sorry, you know Julian Edelman. Right. I bet you they'd like to manage him. They can't manage sure him without him, so they need to manage to get his ass onto the football field. Right, right. right. So that's part of it. Um, but their versatility, the, it, play, it all plays into Bill's game plan nature. They have versatile guys at all three levels that they can move in and out, whether it's based on health, matchups, game plan, availability. Everything. You know, Patrick Chung's out. Didn't really miss it. You know, maybe the we've, one we've had this every week, though. Yes. Dante Hightower is out against the Bills. Didn't, he, didn't even they really know. missed him a little. But they the still won. They was by far the worst it's been yeah, all year. Yeah, but in, in comparison to what it could have been and right. what it's been in the past, it's been fine. Week one, they missed Kyle Van Noy. Like, it, every right. week. And yet, they just keep chugging along, allowing, what is it, 6.4 points per game? Yes. That's pretty impressive. Um, another guy that maybe you might have to finally say you were wrong on, Michael Bennett. Oh, I'm not ready to say I was wrong on him. Why not? Now I'm concerned that he's getting a little uh, testy, maybe, with his little, zero role. And sort of Bill kind of alluded to that, like he's have he's doing everything he can to sort of buy into the system and being asked to do different things yes. than he's used to. And even to the point where now they're going to him and saying, well, maybe we can incorporate some of the things you like to do and things you've done in other defenses, whether it be Philadelphia, Seattle. Um I'm not ready to get. I I think he's still been productive, by the way. He's actually in his limited snaps. He's chances. been very productive. I would say the same thing about another guy. You accused me of not knowing anything about Dietrich Wise. To me, has been productive. No, I wasn't on that bandwagon. Snaps. You wanted him off. You you cut him from your roster. I did not. You definitely did in one of those rosters. So did you? I don't think I did. Yes, you did. I never would have. Yeah, you did. I would not have cut. We Dietrich both Wise. did. No, I don't. I know our rosters were very similar. I want somebody to go back. I won't do it, but somebody should go back and look. I don't think I ever cut Dietrich twice. We both had him on the final one, I remember. I had him on all of them. I think the one before that, you had him I cut did. too. I didn't. I don't. Okay. I didn't see it. I never saw it. Never saw it. And now I see a guy who... Or actually, maybe that was just the one that I brought up to you saying he could be a surprise cut. Yeah, and I told you you were a moron. Probably. Okay. So we're, we're back to where I was right and you were wrong. On a very, very minor, minor take. Right. But he's minor. Actually, let's not lose ourselves here. <laughs> He's making plays in a limited rotational role, and no one's asking him about his zero role or whatever because he's not a newcomer or a veteran or a right. candidate to pop off or whatever he is. Um, but, no, the defense is freaking ridiculous. I said it to you earlier. Got a call from my uh, son's school principal for some issues that we don't need to get into on the podcast. But when he finishes the phone call, he goes, uh, by the way, is this defense as good as it looks? Yes, they are. Uh, yes, I, I, that's what I told them. I said they're going to have games where they give up points because they're going to play better teams, and there's probably that's a gonna come, 27 yeah. point game in there, 25 points, some, sure. something. Yeah. But yeah, they're freaking good, and they have talent everywhere. And I'm sorry, but when you watch like Hightower and Collins and Vanoy, um, can you explain something to me? I can try. I just inter- interrupted myself. Um, so they're the boogeymen. What does yeah, that mean? I don't know. Jesus, I don't know. I turned to you for some analysis. I'm not the guy to go to for that. And I see that there's already T-shirts. I was going to say, Kyle Noy is asking for T-shirts to be made. Oh, Des- they already are. I saw, some, but I think he tweeted out today that he wants designs out there, and whoever designs. Oh, well, the, somebody's already selling. Whoever them. I think des- it might be Barstool. Barstool, Barstool is, but he wants designs. What does or, it mean? I don't know. Because the boogeyman. Maybe it's is like fake, some right? movie reference. I don't know. There's probably something that's over our heads. Okay, because the boogeyman's fake. Yeah. Right. 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 So they're fake. The linebackers are fake. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can ask him about that in the locker room. I'm a little confused. And everybody just wrote it like it's a good quote because it is a good quote. Yeah, of course it's a good quote. But I don't know what it means. Neither do I. Okay. Um, I want to get into a little theory I had, developing theory. I am concerned about this because you haven't told me anything. And nope. I want people to know that I, I know nothing about this. I wanted, to, I wanted to get your live reaction. And some of your theories are cockamamie, <laughs> moronic at times. And I save yourself from public scrutiny 
and now I can't because we're doing this live. So go ahead. Now, I didn't say this is like a full boat. I'm all in on this yet. It's kind of one of those things I want to float out there, and if it turns true, say, I told you first. Usually you do these, you know, off air. Yeah. This one. Off day pod. You never know what you're going to get, and you're going to get a Ryan Hannibal exclusive, either genius or cockamamie theory. Go. So Bill Belichick said that Ben Watson couldn't be brought back to the roster because they didn't have a roster spot. Which is accurate. One of those roster spots is the third quarterback, Cody Kessler. Yes. Seems kind of strange why he's still here, especially when Brady's been a full participant in practice the last two weeks. Okay. Maybe. And Bill Belichick's been so, when he was asked about Kessler last week, he was like over the top praising him, how well he put up the system and all that. I actually thought that might have been the letter of recommendation quote. You know, but when he praises a guy and then on they the cut door. him, and then he's but open. Yeah. what if he's seen so much in Cody Kessler in these two weeks that they view him as the bridge guy before Jared Stidham? Hmm. <laughs> what does this pause mean, good or bad? Bad. Why? It's terrible. Why? You think Cody freaking Kessler is the quote-unquote bridge guy? So he's the next starter. That's what you're telling me? Next year, maybe. Holy. Lee I'm just Fook. saying, why why didn't why wasn't he released for Ben Watson? Would you rather have a third quarterback or Ben Watson? Because they want the money. Sure. <laughs> sure. They didn't want to put $2 million into Ben Watson. It's not worth it. They didn't see enough in the summer. They don't think... It's just strange that there's a third quarterback here for no reason. But see, the problem with you is you're actually putting credence in Bill's words. It had nothing to do with no roster spot being available. It had to do with the money. But he couldn't say that. But regardless of... He almost made the mistake on WEEI, on OMF, on Monday night, of asking those guys, who would you want us to cut? He started the sentence. You know, he goes, "Eh, we got a lot of pretty good... Who do you... And he stopped because he did... You don't want Lou Maloney rattling off five names. No, I know that, cut. but beyond... So the, ignore the part about there not being a okay, roster spot. There's always a roster but spot. But why do they Just have... Like three, there's always cap money. Why do they have three quarterbacks? Um, because I think they like probably what Kessler's doing on the scout team. Which I don't could, think it has anything to do with playing quarterback for the New England Patriots. I'm not saying that he My would... My guess is it's to get him the reps um, with the, the Patriots offense. And I think it started in that week. Now, what you could be onto is maybe they do like Kessler. Right. But... They liked your guy, too, Etling. Like, just because you like a guy and you can get something out don't of com- him. Don't compare Cody Kessler to Danny Etling. Yeah, Kessler's actually played in this. That's what I'm talking league. about. Okay. Yeah. And you have him as the next starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. I, I want the tease of this podcast to be whoever our people is that puts together the videos and the tweets and all that. The tease should be Hannibal colon Kessler next Patriots starter question mark. Yeah. You're okay with that? Have you no credibility on the line? I would not be surprised with all. The, what if what if Brady doesn't come back for next year? I will bet you a dinner. I'm not saying that no, this no, is no, going to no, happen. We're betting this, but no, I'm not. I'm not saying this is going to happen. No, no, no. Just hear me out. Okay. If Tom Brady leaves in free agency, so that's a huge if, likely not to happen. But if that happens, there is zero point zero percent chance Cody Kessler will be the starter to open next. What year. if it's Jared Stidham and Kessler's the backup? Oh, that could happen. That's, but that's what I'm saying. What are you saying? You think he's preparing for 2020 instead of trying to win games? I'm saying So he kept a valuable asset off the roster Mm -hmm. to keep an asset for next year. No, he didn't. He doesn't think Ben Watson's that good. He probably thinks Ben Watson, who was partially retired, is partially retired This really doesn't have anything to do with Ben Watson. It doesn't have anything to do with Ben Watson. It has... I developed this take from this... You should have developed it more before you brought it to the masses. I'm just saying... Why don't you write it? It's not this week. It's a short week. But 
Maybe maybe it's for my Sunday thing. Yeah, I'd bury it in the last point, make it small. I, I just get think, it cut off the page, maybe. I, I think there's something to it. You think there's something? I'm, Something's going on with Cody Kessler. You hit your head recently? No. Have you ever had a concussion? Not since high school. I don't buy it. Um, this is a I, terrible idea. I, but there's just something. You know what this reminds me of? What? My old boss. Fred? Fred Kirsch used to always, every once in a while, would just have some theory. Some cockamamie theory that we would try to talk him out of, but he would just keep going and going and going and not know. You know what the football coaches like to say? I heard Tomlin say it last week. When you want to get out of a hole, first thing you got to do is stop digging. You're still digging. Stop digging. Look, I surface this. I'm developing it. I got your thoughts okay, on can it. Can we get rid of it It wasn't now? very good. Can we throw it in the garbage heap? No. Okay. Until so we're going to extend this. You're actually going to write this? Yeah, at some point. <laughs> if Kessler's still on the roster in two weeks. In 2020. <laughs> sure. Okay. I'm actually... I'm. The more I talk that out, I still believe it. Okay. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. Um, are you disappointed we're not going to see Saquon Barkley? Yes. Me too. Because <laughs> this game has nothing. Well, Daniel Jones, if you think – I mean, I know Daniel Jones gets like this weird – he was the sixth pick in the draft. If you treat him as that, like a, a franchise quarterback, it's kind of cool. As a fan perspective, okay, you're going to see Daniel Jones early in his career, see what he's going to be, assess it for yourself and say, do I think this guy's going to be good, a franchise guy? Do I not? Did I want to base it off right? of what he does against the Patriots defense. Well, what if it's well? Then you can say, hey, this guy's going to be a stud. Well, you just said you can't base it off what he does against Patriots defense. Because <laughs> it's probably going to be bad. But what if he goes out there with absolutely nothing? No running back, no receivers, no tight end, and holds his own, is competitive. Then that's pretty Shows telling. Shows you a little moxie. It's pretty telling. Okay. So that's what I'm looking forward to in this game, and that's all I got. But what if he realizes you know, in the first, by the way, that first the, quarter that it's not going to happen? Well, probably is what's going to happen. That doesn't mean he's done. Right. right? Um, it's like you can't win a game in the first quarter, but you can lose a game in the first quarter, and he might. Um <laughs> Also, by the way, I thought it was good of Bill to clarify that they can't get anything out of the preseason finale in which the Giants and the Patriots played and nobody who's actually going to play in this game played. Well, So you don't think Gunner's going to be playing corner to give up the game-winning <laughs> touchdown? But but that was sort of strange, too, because in the uh, post-game video that, Bill, that the Patriots put out of Bill in the locker room, he made reference that they played them in the preseason. And so sort of hinting that they... It's the first thing he thought of, leave him alone. <laughs> Jeez, no wonder Brady and Belichick get so mad at you people. You take everything so literally. You break down every word. But Can't a man it. just misspeak? Uh, they can. Now, that's actually heavily edited, so it's kind of funny that that actually makes it. If he didn't want it in there, it wouldn't be in there. But whatever. Right. Side story. Right. So, I don't know. I Whereas just... Brady's flying without a net out there. He makes one comment, and you guys are all over him. Notice how I separate you guys? Yeah, what were you, what were you saying about the spring chicken comment? <sighs> Originally. You I t- didn't really make much of it. I don't think. I took that as... It's a phrase. I know, but I took it as literal. He, that's what he said. He didn't laugh. He well, said it. He isn't. He said it in the middle of a sentence. He isn't, you know. I know. I th- I've, he's 42 years old. I get all the notes every week. Every time he sneezes, he's the best, oldest starting quarterback to sneeze in NFL history. Okay? All right. Okay. Um, before we get to the questions, uh, one side note from afar after Monday Night Football. Yep. Two teams undefeated in the NFL. James Garoppolo and Thomas Edward Brady. Two of the three Wolfpack members, and actually the third Wolfpack member, had one of the biggest wins of the week, winning at Arrowhead Arrowhead Stadium. Yep. I was like, Bill, I had a stroke. Did you notice that sentence he couldn't get out there? No, I missed that one. The uh, Lacoste-Izzo comment when he tried to say, we want to keep working with him, took him about four takes to get to that sentence, and he actually apologized. Sorry. I must have been daydreaming. Uh, you should go back and listen to it. It's actually pretty funny. He goes, they've done enough. They've been relatively productive. Long way to go, but we work, want to. Uh, we we want to keep working with them. Sorry. And he apologized for the misspeaking. Missed that. 
Do you not pay attention? I guess not. You're too busy off in La La Land thinking about Cody Kessler starting for the Patriots in 2020? <laughs> Maybe. Holy boobery. All right, we ready for questions? Um, I just, yeah, Garoppolo's done a nice job. Uh, a lot wow. of, a lot of, uh, you could do a nice job if you, uh, can hand have the a ball back, off. goes 85 yards first play of the game. And your defense with defense Joey Bosa is unbelievable. Um, it, yeah, it's not Joey. It's, uh, sorry. Um, get it right. Nick. Nick. The other Bosa. Uh, but Great. It's not just him. Their defensive line is good. Now, maybe the Browns' offensive line sucks. And by the way, I have does. A, um, I have a, uh, if I were a national guy right now, yep. a nice, long research story to do is everybody fixate on, fixates on quarterbacks and coaches. It's the NFL. You gotta have, the offensive line play in the NFL right now is not very good. Every time I see a team stinking, it's usually directly because tied of the offensive to the line. offensive line. Kansas City, offensive line. Cleveland, offensive line. New England struggles the last couple of weeks, I think, have been offensive line related. I think there's not enough good because you look at the guys that are playing defense. Well, it kind of makes sense why the tackles are paid so much. No, but even look at uh, the body types, the athletes. You got Aaron Donalds and oh, Nick Boses. Yeah. These guys who are 300 pounds shredded, running like Tony Mandrich 40s, and the guys blocking them are like these, no offense to this, but Ted Karras. Not the most athletic guy in the world. Doesn't Isn't shredded anywhere. Right. Like, do, isn't that a little weird? And isn't that telling? And isn't that maybe part of the problem? Yeah. And, by the way, continuity and all those things that right. you get down the so road. So you're saying that teams should body type team should, team should invest more in their offensive line? Well, I think they need to start making offensive linemen look like Aaron Donald. All right. Well, right? maybe you should uh, pose that to Scar the next uh, time we get to talk to them. I think that's one of those questions if you ever asked, like, Bill, uh, it's a much longer uh, answer, a long answer to a short question needed for that one or something. Because, But I do think there is not enough good offensive linemen to go around the National Football League right now. And you see a lot of teams. And sometimes there's quarterbacks that overcome it, yep. whether it's Brady or Russell Wilson, some of those guys. But there's just not enough good offensive linemen. So those guys, we've seen it here. They get overpaid. Who's a $60 million tackle? Is Nate Solder a $60 million tackle? Probably not. No, but he was the best available. Somebody needed him. We're going to see him on Thursday night, $60 million, although he's banged up too. The old Giants team is. All right, questions? Questions. We got a lot of good ones. Thank good you. Ones. Doug Kide, why are you ripping me? Oh, I don't know, Doug. No. Um, from Tobias Dom. T-O-D-A-1848. He had two questions. One, what did you make of the Watson release? Did he perform worse than expected? Is Bill satisfied with Izzo and Lacoste? Will somebody else come in at tight end? Or is the cap space needed for a deal to boost another position wide receiver? We sort of got into that already. Yes. Um, I think the money is the biggest overwhelming factor. I think some of the other... If he had looked phenomenal in the summer, like if he caught everything, was running up and down the field, like... He had one catch in two games, got a concussion on the catch. Yeah. I just... I think... He's not worth what the money invested would be now, and I think they're looking to add to the roster, and I think they're trying to, what is Bill's phrase, manipulate? Yes. Cap space can be manipulated in a number of ways. Yep. This was one of the ways. Same guy, uh, different one. Oh, we got one close, guy gets multiple questions. Close, this one's, making us look bad. This it one's close. It like there's like three people sending in questions when we get a ton of questions. This one's close to your heart. What okay. do you think about Jacob Janssen? Does he have a future in the NFL or will he disappear once no longer needed as a fill-in for the Patriots? Well, I think physically he has a future in the NFL. Yeah. But when you're a fullback, you could fall out of favor quickly. Like, yeah. If you're off one team, you might get one more shot. Because not every team in the league uses them. Right. And, uh, I don't think he really has much special teams value from what I've seen. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I think he has some NFL ability to develop. A, and I think fullback is a position that I take, 
think takes a little while. I've told you about Devlin. I thought when he first started. Stunk. Stunk is a strong word. I don't believe I said that. He was not a great blocker, and he evolved into a great blocker. I think Jacob Johnson, Jakob. Jakob. Uh, could evolve into that. It'll take some time. You saw a nice fullback last night in the Harvard kid. Got hurt. I don't know his name. You check. You check. Um, will the run game? This is from Bobby Smith. What's up, Bobby? RS Pats fan. Uh, will the run game continue to improve versus the Giants, or was it a fluke versus the Deadskins? Ooh, I think it'll improve because I think they're going to force it down their throats. I think this is the game they want Sony Michelle to get 100 yards rushing. They probably would like to see James White get more carries to try to keep defenses off balance. I think that's going to be the game plan this Thursday night. Short week, just condense it, just run the ball. Sony Michelle was a big topic this week. Sure was. On both uh, radio stations, not only the great WEEI in Boston, but the meh. Sports Hub across the street, not even across the street, across the city now. A um, lot of talk of Sony Michelle. Is he just a guy? Does he suck and blow again? Is what you know? Phony Michelle is my mm. Saturday radio partner. I like to say. Um, what do you think of Sony Michelle right now? So we're a year and a third into his NFL career. Solid running back, not worth the first round pick. I would agree. Good. I, I think if you block and give him yards, he'll get the yards. Right. He's not bad. But I don't see a guy who's capable of. Really He's not the first it. round guy that you expect to make guys miss in the backfield. You know, turn a negative one yard run into a ten yard gain. Or how about just turn a six yard run into a thirty six yard? He run? doesn't have that burst that I think everybody expected. Did to he see. ever have that, or did we miss? It looked like a Georgia. He might have. Yeah, I think so too. I think the knee injuries have caught up with him. I, I wonder if he's a guy we'll find out later has like bone on bone. Well, like wasn't that reported arthritis. when he was drafted? Well, there were issues. I don't remember the exact I think Lombardi issues. said something like oh, yeah, bone on bone. Did. Okay, bone on so bone. So it's adding up. Yes. And, yeah, probably shouldn't have drafted him in the first round. Um, this is from uh, Patriot Season. J-H-A-G-W-O. Yeah, yeah. When did that become a thing? That was a barstool thing. Do people not have brains for themselves? I think it was Manziel related, actually. Why do people just... What could potentially... the whole barstool phenomenon? I lived it, so I guess I sort of understand it. But what do you mean you lived it? Th- their peak was when I was like their who they were marketing to, a college student. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. They've they've taken over the minds of so many. Save it for another podcast. Okay. What could potentially be a trap game for the Patriots this season? This one. <laughs> no. No. Um. I don't think there's any trap games. I, I was late in the year. I was thinking maybe the Jets on we Monday swing night. Wing back. No, that's coming up. I know, but so no, and that's coming. That's year. coming after the the mini bye week. So I don't think that's really a trap game. What what what's the back end? Of, I don't have the schedule in front of me. It's, Actually, I do have the schedule in front of me. Um, <laughs> it's literally right in front of me. <laughs> yes. Um, at Cincinnati. No. Why not? You can't just say no. You're going to give me a reason. Because Cincinnati stinks. You just came off the Kansas City game. And that stretch of Baltimore, Philly, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City. Tough stretch. Maybe you go, Cincy stinks. We're going on the road to Cincy. That's what a trap game is. You fall into a trap. You, you... Sure, that, that could be. How about um, Buffalo or Miami? No, because those, those Miami especially no will games. be done. Yeah. Then there's I, no I guess games. if you're going to go by I think the – Cincy's the answer. That's the only After trap Kansas game. Kansas City, maybe you take care of business in impressive, sty- impressive style against Kansas City, and then at Cincinnati maybe you stumble. But even if you stumble, I think you win. That's I think you stumble and sure. lose. All right. But who knows? I AJ guess Green's if, back. 
Although, if A.J. Green's on your team, team who knows? So, Tyler Eifert, too. Based on their did schedule. Did I ask you on this? Would you trade a first-round pick for A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert? That was the last one. Oh, we did that already? Yes. What, did you say yes? You can change your answer now, so you're always right. I said no. I would trade a first-round pick for both. Yeah, yeah. I, oh. said, I said that. Okay. Both. You got another question? I do. From Andy Powers. Powers. Most important addition to get them back to the Super Bowl, receiver or O-line help? Well, the O-line help is theoretically coming, correct? Isaiah Wynn. Yes. And sort of wide receiver with Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I don't buy that one at all. He's going to be part of the picture, you would Will imagine. He? Not Brady's picture. Well, I don't know. Brady doesn't want to work with uh, Jacoby Myers. Well, he had him over to his house in the spring. They have a Jakob and a Jacoby, J-A-K, J-A-K. <laughs> Just hit me. Um, Fascinating. I'm easily distracted. <laughs> I can tell. Um, yeah, I don't see Nikhil Harry having a huge role. I don't either, but... There's a much better chance Myers has a role, right? I was actually looking down last night, and this was at one of our... Uh, the, the direction of one of our great callers on at WEEI in Boston. Um, what are you giving me that smirk for? Because I said at WEEI in Boston. It's on Twitter if you want to follow, at WEEI. Um, Malcolm Mitchell, it was weird because he started that year with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. And then he kind of took off after injuries became an issue with Gronk and Amendola out of the lineup. So you could argue that Brady was forced to use to Mitchell. use him. Now, he used him a little bit in Cleveland, his first game back from suspension, Brady did. But then it took off, and I wonder... If you can reach a point, now I would argue last week might have been a point where you could have thrown to Jacoby Myers, maybe that second half. Or the first half because Dorsett left after four plays. Yes, four plays. Um, maybe this week if Dorsett's out and who knows. You know, I've talked about it. I don't know what exactly the rules are and things, you know, what do they well, call those? Best practices yes. with Toradol and, and yeah, so I guess I, I don't know what to make of this, if anything at all. Walking out to practice today, Edelman walked by us, the media group, and he was wearing sneakers. And all the other players were wearing cleats. And but they weren't really practicing. No, but it just rained. I don't know. Just something. Yeah, I wouldn't make much of that. I'm Better not, chance that Cody Kessler uh, is the starter than that's a valuable Never said starter. said he's just on the roster. You called him the bridge starter. Yes. Okay, that has the word starter in it. Okay, if Stidham... So you my, said starter. My take is, if Stidham is not ready, you have Cody Kessler. You going to uh, unveil this take in your next appearance with uh, Mutt Manansky on the Mutt at Night show on WEEI? Maybe. Please do. <laughs> can you text me before you do it so I can listen? Because I want to hear the reaction, not only from Mutt, but if any callers call in. Uh, why is it so outrageous? The fact that you don't know is sad. What? No, but why, why is it so outrageous? Who else are you bringing in if Brady is to leave? What? Who else are you bringing in to... Just did him. And then what? I don't know. Right. I'll figure it out. You said he's going to be the bridge starter. Meaning if... if Meaning if Tom leaves, if, he starts until st Stidham's ready. Or, I think you put Stidham out there. Or Right. Or if Stidham's See, ready, then you have Kessler right ba there to back him up. Because now it's not looking like um, Garoppolo's coming back. Remember all the talk that after this year, the 49ers could get out of the contract with like $4 million? Well, yeah, that, that was money. when he had that one bad preseason game. And everybody was like, oh, his knee's now not he's great. And he's improved to whatever he is as a starter. A ridiculous record. Um, you got, you, I got more questions. Yep. I think I do, too. Well, then maybe you should look at him. How does the Chiefs game against the Colts? I like this one. William Wolf at WWWolf underscore 1994. How does the Chiefs game against the Colts change, if at all, your views of the Pats' main competitor in the AFC? Um, that offensive line looked putrid. Yep. Pretty, pretty putrid. And 
this defense, this front, this aggressive front where they can do different things, that would give me even more hope that I not only that I may not have to just score with the Chiefs, you that I may be them. able to get after Mahomes and that offensive line enough to hold them to a more reasonable Now, they number. will get better on offense. They have Tyree Kill in that game. You think? And you think that Tyree Kill will be around when they play the Patriots later yeah, in the could year? could be around this week. Should be. So, I hope yeah, my fantasy they're team. doing this without their best offensive player other than their quarterback. But, no, your point's valid that you show the ability to get after the quarterback. And, I mean, obviously— and you have— you have a very good front. Your defensive line's probably better than the Colts. Right. So, yeah, I think that gives you more of a reason. You already had reason to believe I can you, score with you them. You beat him We've twice last before. year. Right. And Brady Mahomes, three, is going to be looking for his first chance to not crap the bed in the first half. Because the two times they've played, Mahomes has crapped the bed in the first and half. And if he would have done anything in those first halves, he would they not would have, have won had the to game. furiously come back and then come up short. He would have won probably both games. So, um, if you can pressure him early, maybe that's that little head start you need to control that game. But certainly the Patriots are very much in line to go to the AFC title game, face the Chiefs if they get there, and can be for a Super Bowl. Uh, from August West, Cavi430, what are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing a podcast. we got a new room we should probably tell you about. Yeah, it's very nice. We generally Spacious. use the NFL Network room next door where Mike Giardi, our sometimes guest, hangs out, but... Uh, it's ridiculously hot in there. It's ridiculously small in there. Loud. Loud. Uh, it doesn't have nice cushy chairs. We are now in the ESPN room next door, which they apparently don't use very much, and it's very nice for our Spacious. purposes. Spacious. We may use this more often in the nice future. Nice chairs. I think so, too. Nice more lit in here. Um, what else you got? Anything? I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Sick of questions. I'm good, too. All right. Tell people to follow on the at off day pod Twitter thing. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us reviews. I heard those are good for the algorithms. Yes. To get us Give more us five reviews. star reviews. You can tell us that we're crap bums if you want. And I'm sure many of you think that, especially about Ryan. I don't know. People have been bullying him a little bit on Twitter lately. I don't really think it's appropriate. If you're going to bully him, at least call in and bully in person on the radio when he's on. Um, but yeah, leave, leave reviews for us, leave five star reviews. And, uh, yeah, I don't even care if you listen, just subscribe, subscribe. As long as it downloads, it's good for us. Our boss is very happy with the growth. We're looking for continued growth and a steak dinner. Yes. Anything else? Uh, we got three podcasts a week, Thursday night after the game. We'll one fresh for you Friday morning. (sighs) Coming off another ho-hum victory over a ho-bum team. Sounds like that's what's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, Lord only knows what kind of mood I'll be in early Friday morning when we're talking about some upset. But there's no chance of that happening. All right, we'll talk to you Friday morning. Peace out.